when your Clemson Tigers face off with those Duke Blue Devils, there are three individual matchups that I am keeping my eyes on. Who do you need to be paying attention to? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm the founder of the Scouting Room, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for being the family, but thank you for being my everydayers, man. That's a big title that you guys hold, and I appreciate all the love and support. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day to you. We have a fire show, guys. We are getting it. It's Duke week. All right, we went through the we, we already went through the through the depth chart. Now we're going through individual matchups. Okay, I have three individual matchups on tap to tell you about to keep your eyes on Nate Wiggins versus wide receiver from Duke Jalen Calhoun. We have Xavier Thomas XT versus the right tackle Jake Horningbrook, as well as we're gonna finish off with Dwayne Carter, interior defensive lineman for Duke versus our left guard Marcus. Tate. But guys, before we get into that, we got to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode of Locked On Clemson is sponsored by Game Time. Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Now, guys, again, it's Duke Week. You feel it? You know that you smell the tailgating. Everything is getting ready for kickoff next Monday night or this up and coming Monday night. And like I said, three, three key matches. And I'm starting in, in with the receivers and DBs, man. J- Jalen Calhoun guys is not just a wide receiver. for The Duke blue devils. He's the wide receiver for the Duke blue devils, a five eleven, 191 pound senior wide receiver. Listen, he is the favorite target of Riley Leonard last year uh, in 12 games. He had 90 targets, 62 receptions, 863 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns. He averaged over, uh, he averaged around right around 14 yards per catch. Now he had 200 plus a little over 200 yards more than the next receiver, which is Jordan Moore, who had 656, and he only had two, uh, he had three less targets, and he had two less receptions. So the target share between these two receivers was kind of obvious, right? In terms of, well, kind of close, but the production was clearly better for the, for Jalen Calhoun. And, and it's a young man that plays in the slot 58%, almost 59% of the time, but he does play 40 to four, you know, close to 41% of the time on the outside, and they will target him on the outside. Now, when he goes outside, that's where it's going to be key, right? Because that's where Nate Wiggins is going to come in at, and that's why he's so pivotal in this game. Uh, not just, you know, not just in terms of dropping off into zone and getting to his landmarks, but when he is tasked to go one on one, right? I want to see uh, 
are they going to put them in one, put them in man to man, right? Man to man, press man situations, and tell them to shadow this young man. I watched him do a good job in man to man last year against one of the best receivers in the country in Zay Flowers, a shifty, explosive, dynamic, and strong small wide receiver. And Jalen Calhoun is twitchy, explosive, shifty, a really strong route runner, good hands, tracks the ball well on all three levels for the most part. So, yes, this is a guy that we have to stop, a guy we have to slow down, a guy we have to do our best to wipe from the game plan of the Duke Blue Devils, right? Anytime you take away a number one wide receiver, what you force a quarterback to do is to trust what we call the others. I always use parallels of football and basketball, right? Okay, when you stop a Steph Curry, what are you essentially doing? Telling Clay, you got to drop 40, Clay. Okay, Draymond, you got to score. It's <laughs> just, just what it is. Draymond, you got to score, buddy. You know what I mean? And that's what that's, that's what that is. Ke- uh, Kevon Looney, uh, you got to score as well. And, and things of that nature, that's what it comes down to. It tell, you tell the, when you take away the number one, you tell the others, all right, time for you to step up and carry the load. And that's not that's not easy. And it's not easy for a quarterback to go from, okay, my number one, my blanket is essentially blanketed. I he does trust, like I say, he does trust more, right? The, you know what I'm saying? He does trust Jordan Moore, the 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 six foot, 195 pound receiver. Uh, you know, and this is a young man that that you know is going into his second full season. So I expect him to get his targets and get to have that trust, but you know, I think him and Sheridan Jones would be a nice little battle as well. But if you take away Jalen Calhoun, their big play maker, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this, is that if you take him away, Nate Wiggins does his job, that's going to handicap the quarterback in Riley Leonard. And that's going to make his job a lot harder. It's going to make him think on the fly. You, then you get to really play some mind games with him with some looks pre-snap and then drop off into something else Post snap, so the the the, the Jalen Calhoun versus Nate Wiggins one on ones or or matchups when they are matched up together is going to be pivotal because if Nate Wiggins doesn't do his job, Jalen Calhoun, guys, I'm telling you, he works a lot. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna bring up the numbers here while I got while I got him pulled up, courtesy of PFF. The, the the receiving depth last year. Now he was more more intermediate threat than deep. He only, he was only targeted in 2022. He was only targeted like 12% of his targets came from going like, you know, 20 plus yards down the field, 11 targets, five receptions, 45%, uh, you know, completion or reception uh, percentage, 130 yards, two touchdowns, two of his touchdowns were over the 20, two of his four, half of his touchdowns came in uh, over the 20, 20 plus yard uh, target variety. But he averaged, um, 26 yards per reception, you know, on, on those five catches, right? So what, what does that say is that they didn't target him a lot down the field, but here's where he got to, this is where he makes his, his money, okay? The middle, the medium, the intermediate, 10 to 19 in terms of yard ranges, the 10 yards and 19 yard range, uh, range uh, 24 of his tar- 24% of his targets came in that, in that area. 22 targets, 12 receptions, 54.5 reception percentage, 352 yards, 29.3 yards per catch, and two touchdowns. So 
What it, it, again, like just taking away what they do best. So the end breakers, right? End breakers, the 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 intermediate portion of the field. Yes, that's where this young man can really make things happen. And now the one thing that that I, and again, that's the reason why I say I want to see more. I want to see more man to man. Here's the thing: what's not in his wheelhouse? Contested catches. He had a whopping thirty three point three percent contested catch. Uh, conversion rate okay he was targeted 15 times he only caught five so what am i what are you saying dp what i'm saying is this guys nate wiggins when he does cook when he does a line out line up out wide just blanket him stay hip to hip stay in phase because when you when you have a situation where the guy does not he, he doesn't perform well in tough condensed tight situations that's when you can really uh really like like again, handicap him and make it difficult for him. So Nate Wiggins versus Jalen Calhoun, that's one of the most important matchups when they do match up. Because again, this is the wire, this is wide receiver one for the Duke Blue Devils. This young man can ball. And if we don't contain him, Riley Lynn is gonna have a, a good day passing. And if you start to worry too much about his passing, then his running is going to hurt you. So we got to keep him nullified in every aspect, every way, shape, and form. Guys, we're talking about nullifying. That's what Jake Horn- Hornybrook, Brooke, the, the right tackle for the Duke Blue Devils, that's what he's going to want to do uh, uh, against Xavier Thomas. But I'm going to tell you right now, Xavier Thomas is probably one of the biggest X factors in this game. I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Guys, trying to buy tickets at the last minute for your favorite event should not be stressful, but we all know that it is because you're hunting on the best price. You're competing with other buyers, trying to fight off scammers and scalpers. So listen, game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and theater events near you. They have flash deals on last-minute tickets. They're easy to find and easy to buy for every kind of event, guys. You're going to love the image, uh, Im- the images of the seat views. And if you're interested, right, Clemson fans, if you're interested in going to see your team face the Duke Blue Devils, you can get a cheap deal. Their best deal is $49 right now for a ticket, you know, to be able to go to the game, uh, you know, next Monday night versus Duke, right? So listen, all you have to do is go snag your tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Xavier Thomas, AKA XT versus Jake Hornybrook for no, no, no. Xavier Thomas, aka XT, versus right tackle for the Duke Blue Devils, Jake Hornybrook. This is a big matchup, guys, and this is one of those X factor matchups because what if I will always tell you guys? Games are won and lost in the trenches. It's it's, it's it's a tale of two. It's a tale of two sides. The team that typically protects the quarterback and, and, and handles the run game, you know, be able to run the ball, typically wins games. And oh, but on the defensive side of the ball, the team that gets to the quarterback and stops the run game typically wins the game. So if your offense of line does their job and your defensive line does their job, typically your chances of winning football games are very high. So why wouldn't a matchup in the trenches be so important, right? XT is coming off a, uh, a season where he was battling some injuries. The season was not, you know, was not what he what we all expected. It was cut short. But being healthy, being ready to rock and roll, looking the part, he looks like he's ready to go. 
So that matchup with him versus uh him versus Hornybrook, and I can tell you now with Hornybrook, he had a little kind of an up and down season last year for Duke, right? Where where you know some games you know he looked good, some games he 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 struggled, man. You talking about you know pressures and hurries? He had about thirty of those combined pressures and hurries, thirty pressures, two QB hits, and only but only two sacks on the season. Now here's the here's the here's the real kicker to this. Now here's the kicker to this. Last year he was playing left guard. So that's the thing, guys. He was playing inside last year. 6'5", 300 pounds. He was their starting left guard. So he was struggling on with with a, what we call bumpers. When you had an offensive lineman on each side of you, they work as bumpers, like bumper cars. Like they work, work as bumpers where you can kind of bump. If a guy beats you to the inside or the outside, you can use your teammate as a bumper or a buffer because you can bump and push that guy to, to he can trip him. He can, he can truly trip up. You know, you could knock him off his off his uh his rush path, all those things. So he was playing, he 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 struggled at times on the inside. Now he's gonna be on an island versus one of the more twitchy, explosive, and athletically gifted edge rushers in the ACC, and dare I say in the country, in Xavier Thomas. I think this is gonna be the, the match. This is the matchup that can win and lose the game. Because if Xavier Thomas goes out there and ends up with six pressures. Three sacks and a forced fumble, and you know what I mean. And he's a he's just like a a a a, a bat out of hell on third downs, right? On those money downs to get off the field. And he's getting the pressure. He's getting QB hits. He's forcing hurt. He's creating hurries, and he's hurrying Riley Leonard. And Riley Leonard can't get comfortable in the pocket well, along with Nate Wiggins, like I talked about in the first segment. Along with Nate Wiggins doing his job in the, in coverage against Jalen Calhoun, uh, Jalen Calhoun, and things of that nature, and Sheridan Jones versus Jordan Moore, so forth and so on, then this is going to be the, then that points the arrow uh, like they do in college football, college basketball, where the possession arrow, right, the possession arrow or the mo- the the winning momentum is going to be pointed in the in the direction of your Clemson Tigers. So, guys, that's my main thing is that. But then on the flip side, if Xavier Thomas is shut down. Right. He's the, to me, he's the best pass rusher on this team. So if he is shut down and typically uh, after the quarterback, you don't you you don't mind blitzing them, but you be wary of blitzing them because of the fact that if you don't get home and you create run a run lane for for that athletic quarterback. They're going to take it and they can hurt you because now you don't have as many bodies on the second and third level of the defense uh, to be able to account for. And if guys are, especially if it's like cover zero, man-to-man, no safeties, uh, deep, everybody's man-to-man, and you're blitzing the linebackers, man, if you don't get home, if you don't contain an athletic, linebacker, athletic quarterback like Riley Leonard and your linebackers are blitzing and they're stuck on blocks, then it could be it could be a long night, right? It could be a long run because that could be an eighty yard touchdown, right? Just pop on a tape, which I'll have for you guys. Uh, pop on tape against him versus Boston College. He did the exact same thing. So I think that's that's where it, it, it matters, right? Is it, is if Xavier Thomas is not getting home if he's not uh, getting to the quarterback if Jake Hornybrook is doing his thing and and, and locking up the perimeter. Right in his first game as a starter. Let me, let me go back and look because I don't believe. Okay, so no, he's not taking a snap at right tackle. So, yes, this is a pivotal matchup because this is the first time starter at right tackle 
first time playing right tackle in his career. Matter of fact, first time playing tackle in his college career at Duke. This young man has played left and right guard exclusively. He's not played left or right tackle. So this is a matchup that can win and lose the game. And Xavier Thomas has to go out there and dominate this situation because there's no way I expect a young man in his first time playing tackle to go up against one of the best in the game when he's healthy. Yes. So again, if, if, but if Jake does his job, right, that allows, um, you know, if, if he's able to live on an island, dare I say, where it's just him, he doesn't need a chip, you don't got to slide protection, none of that stuff, right? That, that allows you to block the other three, Rook, Tyler, uh, Justin Maskell, with the other four members of your offensive line. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is I w- what we need is for Xavier Thomas to exploit this matchup, to exploit this important matchup with Jake Honeybrook, a guy that has never taken a snap at either left or right tackle, at offensive tackle at all. He's only played guard. So now look at again, I'm looking because I have I have it here. I'm looking at the, the, the depth chart here, and he is listed as Jake Honeybrook. He's a senior, he is listed as their starting right tackle with a Brian Parker the second being his backup. So if that is the case and if that holds true, I, and listen, keep your eyes on number three. Keep your eyes on number three, okay? I'm not telling you go bet on number three. I'm not doing that. What I'm telling you, you know, don't, don't go to the to the lottery and try to throw, hey, I want, I want everything on three. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is keep your eyes on number three, Xavier Thomas, a.k.a. XT, because like just like I said, guys, a guy that's you know Jake. Jake could be a good player, but he hasn't played left or right tackle. So now starting right tackle week one against one of the best in the conference in the ACC. Uh, just just keeping the ACC. He's one of the best, if not the best, in the ACC. Good luck, brother. Good luck. I'm taking XT every day and twice. On Monday night. Yes, sir. Now, guys, let's get into the final big matchup. Dwayne Carter. I've I've told you guys about him. One of the more disruptive defensive linemen in the ACC and in the country. He's going to be more than likely lined up to go up against Marcus Tate at left guard. And why is that such a pivotal and maybe one of the more pivotal offensive matchups for the Clemson Tigers? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. The unstoppable force versus the immovable object. That's what I would classify for this battle of Dwayne Carter, interior defensive lineman for the Duke Blue Devils versus your left guard, Marcus Tate. Guys, this is going to be, in my opinion, maybe one of the more pivotal for Clemson because the the, the interior, what's the quickest way to the quarterback? The interior, right? Right up the gut, right in the face. That's the quickest path. So, if, if, if Dwayne Carter, a guy who listed at 363305 last year, again, the numbers speak for themselves 39, almost 40 hurries, five QB hits, and eight sacks, guys. He had three forced fumbles, three forced fumbles. So, what I'm saying is very simple. I'm not, you know, nothing crazy here. I'm just being honest about this. This guy can wreck games. He can get after the quarterback. He he, he can really, this last two seasons, last two seasons, 12 sacks, 11 QB hits, right? Almost what he, he had, uh, I'd say 60, about 65 um, hurries, 
in the last two seasons. Six forced fumbles. This man can really get in the backfield and make plays and harass quarterbacks. Now, yes, K.A. Clubney's athletic. Yes, he, 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 can, he can make plays with his legs, but we don't want him to have to play in, with, play with like out of structure the whole entire game because Dwayne Carter is causing chaos. This is going to be a heavyweight fight because Marcus Tate last year was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good in terms of pass protection. Uh, only 12 combined pressures and hurries, QB hurries, three QB hits and three sacks in the past two seasons where he has what uh, I believe in terms of block attempts over 13, over 1300 block attempts over the last, uh, two seasons i mean only five sacks only five sacks so six five three twenty five this big strong physical guy who has athleticism because he's even taking snaps at left tackle in his career at the end of the day this is the, the matchup right protect your quarterback get Dwayne carter out of the way right get him out of the way move him right you can't let him be like a jalen carter where he's just destroying the offensive opposing offensive line. No, you got to, you have to, Marcus is going to have his hands full, but I think he's up for the task, man. Strong, strong handed, good feet for the most part and everything. Yes. For him, man, it's very simple. You got to go out there and handle business and handle it the right way. And against a guy like Dwayne Carter, like I said, like he can he can kind of slice and slant into gap into gaps, but he also has a nice bull rush. He showcases a long arm over a nice little club move, uh, what they call the hump. You know, getting his hand underneath the the, the shoulder pad and, and just kind of hump, just lifting you up over the hump, right? Helping you get over the hump as he walks to take takes a sprint to your quarterback. He has a variety of of, of moves and counters to win in pass rush one on one situations. The big the, the other big thing is with this offense uh, presumably wanting to run the ball like the offensive like like mason johnstone told us the offensive line called the dirt raid there's no other way that you're going to be able to get the run game going than taking away their best defensive lineman and marcus tate being able to move Dwayne Carter off the ball, drive him off the ball, create rushing lanes. We call it resetting the line of scrimmage. If he can reset the line of scrimmage, if the line of scrimmage starts at the 50 and you push Dwayne Carter back to the opposite 47, three yards back, you know what I mean? That's good stuff, okay? What you don't want is for him to push you three yards back into the backfield. No, that's what you, I don't expect to see that, but I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. I think these two uh, bohemians, these two physical men are going to throw punches. They're going to be physical. It's going to be a knockdown, drag out slugfest. And I'm here for it, guys. Okay? I am here for it. So at the end of the day, I think uh, you're talking about you know, just you know, pivotal matchups. Listen. I talked about in the last segment, our Xavier Thomas have to get in the backfield and get to, to Riley Leonard and make him uncomfortable. Well, for Duke, for the Duke Blue Devils, Dwayne Carter is going to have to do the exact same thing to Cade Clubney. Get into the backfield from from, from, from the, the first quarter all the way to the fourth and keep Cade Clubney uncomfortable, keep him off, uh, off kilter and, and making him play a little helter-skelter and keeping him off rhythm. And if you they can if he can do that and Marcus Tate lose this he loses this heavyweight fight in twelve rounds which is the fourth quarter in, in in a very close game that's a knockout blow I'm just saying that's a knockout blow and we can't we can't have that we cannot have that so listen keep your eyes on 
uh, the battle between uh, number 90 for the Duke Blue Devils on the defensive line and number 74 on the interior for your Clemson Tigers. Whenever they match up, I expect to see them match up a good bit. Uh, these are two of the best in the ACC at their respective positions, man. So, guys, listen, that is our show. I told you it was going to be fire. It's going to be a lot of fun. Man. It's Duke week. It's Duke week. We have a couple more days. A couple more days. We have a crossover coming up. Me and JJ from Locked On Blue Devils on Locked On Duke. We're going to do a crossover event uh, talking about the game and everything like that. So we'll have that for you guys, um, you know, before the week is out as well. Uh, you know, and I'm going to bring back even more. Getting you get just getting you ready, getting you hyped, getting you prepared on what to watch for for this game, guys. Go subscribe and follow free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest, get the latest episode as soon as it is available on YouTube. Let's get the channel up to a thousand subscribers. We getting there, we climbing, we climbing, guys. Get the get, let's get it up, keep pumping it up, man. Will you be the reason we get to a thousand? I believe you can, and you guys have done a great job with all the support you show me. So I appreciate you guys, and I love y'all, man. Um, you know, but also hit the bell notification, please, so that you know whenever I drop fire content on the channel. And remember, FTA for the algorithm. Comment, 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 and comment. I, I'm coming in, and I'm going to be hearting and talking to you back, talking back to you and all that stuff. You know my slogan, talk to me because I talk back, all right? Uh, in terms of Twitter, uh, guy, well, first, thank you all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, all right? Thank you for being my everydayers. I really appreciate you. In terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me there, DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I do talk back on there as well. All right, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network.